It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into an emergency episode of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, live from the Town Place Suites by Marriott in Goodyear, Arizona. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day, our motto here. On the Locked On Podcast Network, you are watching live on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel, which is why it's important that you rate, not rate, but subscribe to the show so you never miss any of these live episodes. And it's also important that you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. So if you ever do miss a live edition of the show here on YouTube, you can check it out in your podcast feed. And also, it's important for you to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council so you can answer I can answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here. As you can tell, I'm pretty tired. Uh, I've been working all day, but back here now because I have to react to this crazy news that went on here Friday in Charlotte and, of course, in the NFL as the Carolina Panthers have traded up from number nine overall to the number one pick in the 2023 draft with the Chicago Bears. They have swapped their first-round pick this year, the ninth overall pick for the Bears' number one pick. They've also given up their second-round pick, number pick, pick number 61 that they got from San Francisco in that Christian McCaffrey trade. They've also given away their first-round pick in 2024, a second-round pick in 2025. And here's the kicker. DJ Moore is also headed to Chicago to be a Bear. I'm not going to spend too much time with y'all, but I knew I had to uh, come out here and at least react. Hopefully, I'm again in the hotel. The the video looks like it's not that great, but I mean, you got the podcast feed, which should be better anyway. So I'm trying to do this for you guys. And if you don't like it, whatever, you'll get over it. Um, Okay, so four things really that I have to say about this trade right now, having some time to kind of like digest it, but also like not really just kind of got hit by a brick wall when I saw that thinking, of course, I'm out of town working, don't really have time to go sit down and talk about this team that I'm going to be broadcasting live at 1130 Eastern time close to midnight. Why not try and do it now? Um, Gathering my thoughts about four things. Okay, so clearly, they're going to draft a quarterback. Is anyone thinking otherwise? Because the Carolina Panthers, who are in desperate need of a franchise quarterback, would not be giving up that much for Will Anderson. Now, I love Will Anderson out of Alabama. I don't think, though, he'll be a Carolina Panther. I think it'll either it would be C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. Now, the question for the next seven weeks is, who did the Carolina Panthers trade up to number one to get? Now, apparently, according to Adam Schefter, ESPN.com, the Panthers have conviction on multiple of these top four quarterbacks. It's not just one, maybe not just two, could be three, could be all four. They have conviction on enough of these guys where they wanted to move up to one so that they could have as many options as possible. And trading back 
is still an option for the Carolina Panthers. They may not stay there at number one when the first round of the NFL draft rolls around in April. They might end up going back to three. They might go back to four to five. I don't know what's going to happen. Well, probably not the three because Arizona's sitting there. But who knows? Maybe Arizona trades to somebody. But the Carolina Panthers are keeping up their options. They're keeping their options open to potentially move back. And I guess that's a good thing. It's also somewhat of a head scratcher because you would think that if you're going to move up that high, you're probably doing it so you can ensure that you get your guy. But if you like all of them, or I guess love all of them, then you're willing to maybe get someone else because if you like them and it's good enough for you then maybe move back, get some of this uh, draft compensation back. Um, if that's what they want to do, I would imagine they're probably going to stay at number one. And I imagine they're either going to draft Bryce young out of Alabama or CJ Stroud out of the Ohio state university. I did see that apparently uh, some of the betting lines have changed where it now looks like Stroud is the favorite to be the number one pick in the NFL draft and, of course, go to the Carolina Panthers. So they're going to draft a quarterback. I saw a report that Frank Reich basically confirmed that, yes, we're getting a quarterback. Well, of course you're going to do that. And the Panthers clearly were not lying to us earlier this week when we heard that they were among five teams who need a quarterback that have no interest in Lamar Jackson. So the Panthers are not going to have him. They're going to have one of the four aforementioned quarterbacks here in this 2023 NFL draft. Now, the overall compensation. Earlier on Friday, we had a conversation about whether any of these quarterbacks is worth the Carolina Panthers giving up a ton to get up to number one. I said no. I still say no. I love Bryce Young and what he did at Alabama in his Heisman Trophy winning season in 2021, even what he did this past year, watching the game against LSU in which they lost in overtime. They don't even go to overtime without Bryce Young. Watching the game against Texas that Bama had no business winning, they don't win that game without Bryce Young. And even the Tennessee game that they lost, Bryce Young had them in position. Bryce Young carried Bama all year long and then – Instead of opting out like a lot of guys do, and it's weird to me that like Kenny Pickett, like, hmm, who were you in college outside of one season, says, nah, I'm good. I'm not going to play in the only major bowl game Pitts played in like 40 years. Bryce Young's like, I'm a leader along with Anderson. We're going to play in this game, and we're going to cook K-State. I'm going to show you just how I'm the best quarterback in college football which he was this past season, even if Caleb Williams went on to win the Heisman Trophy and then Max Duggan erroneously won the Davey O'Brien for the best quarterback in college football. That was a joke. Bryce Young is that dude. There are questions, of course, about his size and his durability, even though at Bama didn't really have any injury. He had like one injury, but he never really missed any time. So he missed one game against A&M this past season. They won that game still, showing you the value of Bryce Young. Yes, that could be a concern. We'll see if that's a concern for Carolina. I'm sure it is. Probably a concern for plenty of the teams atop the draft that were looking at him and the other quarterback prospects. Well, looking at these guys, he's the one that I think is the best, just based off of what I saw in college. After that, it's C.J. Stroud, who probably has all the measurables you're looking for as far as size and height and the arm strength. He probably makes the most sense for what Frank Reich has had in the past and what is described to me as the ideal quarterback for his system And I would be fine with C.J. Stroud, especially after watching him against Georgia. Now, there's probably a reason why I had my doubts about C.J. Stroud. And again, it's a crapshoot. But if it's not going to be Bryce Young, give me C.J. Stroud. If it's Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, but really if it's Will Levis, then I'm really going to have a hard time understanding why they wanted to give up a first-round pick next year 
the second round pick that they got from San Francisco in the McCaffrey trade and DJ Moore and another second round pick for that guy. But who knows? Maybe Will Levis is that dude and it works out here in Carolina if he does come to Carolina. Anthony Richardson, similar concerns just based on what we've seen, but an athletic freak. And you wonder with the right coaching, and you have Frank Reich here, you got Josh McCown as quarterback coach, Parks Frazier, you got Jim Caldwell in the building. There's a good infrastructure here for whoever becomes the quarterback that you're hoping that these guys can be coached up by some of the best minds in the NFL, and there wouldn't be that much of a concern for Anthony Richardson, what we saw from him in his, what, 14 starts? Is that what it was at the University of Florida in 2021 and in 2022? So we'll see. But naming all those guys, I don't look at either of them as surefire as Trevor Lawrence was coming out of Clemson and as Joe Burrow was coming out of LSU where he broke the college football D1 record for touchdown passes in a single season on way to a national championship, a Heisman Trophy and being the number one overall pick. I don't look at any of these guys like I looked at those two. There's not a surefire this guy's can't miss in this draft to me. So with the compensation, I would still say that maybe it's a little bit too much, but maybe not because I do not feel all that upset about losing DJ Moore. And there is the logical question that people are asking themselves and all the angst about, okay, well, you're going to quarterback. Who are they going to throw to? Valid question. DJ Moore was the Panthers' number one wide receiver, obviously. He's been someone we consider one of the most underrated wide receivers in the NFL. I do question how good is he actually because he's never had a good quarterback. And if he has one, maybe he can actually see DJ Moore ascend to that next level. Or maybe he's just a player that he was with bad quarterbacks, and that's his height. I have no idea. We'll see what he does with Justin Fields in Chicago. Smart move for the Bears. If they're not going to draft the quarterback at number one, they're going to invest in Justin Fields, bring him a number one wide receiver, and DJ Moore represents that. Is he one of the top ten receivers in the NFL? I'd probably say no, but he certainly was the best the Carolina Panthers had by a mile in someone who should be respected across the league as a very good talent at the wide receiver position. But clearly it came down to either DJ Moore or giving up a first-round pick in 2025. Now, if the quarterback that you draft ends up being the right guy, it doesn't matter if you have a first-round pick in 24 or in 25. But again, looking at the prospects out there, didn't really love the idea of giving up a first-round pick next year and a year after for any of these guys. Now, if it works out in the end, great. But right now, mm, don't love it. Swapping this year, fine. Giving up that second-round pick you got from San Francisco, the Panthers are always going to trade that. No issues with that. First-round pick next year, no issues with that at all. Second-round pick next year or in 2025, not really a problem with that. DJ Moore giving him up, that's kind of where I didn't love the idea of moving up to number one. It was either, it was either him or a first-rounder, and the Panthers did turn down reportedly a first-round pick back in October when there was talk of, is this going to be a fire sale, and decided to keep D.J. Moore now. So back then, and now he's gone to Chicago. So the whole D.J. Moore part of it and or the part of potentially giving away a first-round pick in 25, that's why I didn't want to move up to number one. Now moving up to number three of Arizona or five of Seattle probably cost you 
you know, the pick swap this year at number one. It probably costs you the 61st pick from San Francisco. It probably costs you a first-round pick. And then if it costs you a second-round pick later on, totally fine. But giving up DJ Moore and also giving up or it's either Moore or that first-round pick, that's where I was kind of drawing the line. So number nine, 61, first-round pick next year, second-round pick in 25, Okay, whatever. That's what it's going to cost. Get up and get a quarterback. Didn't love the more part of it all, but the Bears were insistent on having him, and I totally understand it. If you have Justin Fields, you're going to try and see what we can do in his third year and a year where you need to figure out whether you're going to give him a fifth-year option. If he's someone worth investing in, you got to give him somebody he can throw to and find out whether he actually can be that quarterback for you uh, for the long term. So that's where I'm at as far as compensation. A uh, quick ad read here for our friends over at FanDuel, our new sports betting partner here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where go check out their odds on who the number one pick now will be in the NFL draft as the Carolina Panthers currently are on the clock. We'll see if they decide to trade back or not. FanDuel is America's number one sports book because new customers like you potentially – Get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout of a same-game parlay. So don't miss your chance on your no-sweat first bet. Your first no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, it's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more FanDuel and a special, oh God, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Again, exhausted, but trying to do this for you guys. Uh, All right. Two other things I had to say about the Panthers deciding to do this trade. They're going to need playmakers now. You're going to bring in a rookie quarterback. You have a good offensive line. You got Ike Aquino at left tackle. You got Brady Christensen coming off a broken leg at left guard. We'll see how he recovers. think he'll probably be fine. Currently, you don't have a center. You're hoping to bring back Bradley Bozeman, opening up some cap space by trading away DJ Moore. I think they have about $23 million right now. They're going to bring back Bozeman. Not too concerned about that. Austin Corbett, torn ACL, week 18 at right guard. Don't expect really anything out of him in 2023, just being honest, based off of, I mean, he tore his ACL late in the season and how guys typically recover from that and the performance isn't usually where it was previously. Maybe in 2024 it might be back to the same guy, but I think that might be a concern in 2023. Then, of course, Taylor Moten at right tackle. you got a solid offensive line, but you're going to need more depth. You're going to need a guy like Cade Mays to step up. Might need to add somebody else. Because Corbett, again, probably going to be an issue for the Carolina Panthers this upcoming season. But, hey, fingers crossed, positive vibes. Hopefully that's not the case. But also reality, anatomy, the physical body, the human body. Come on. So we'll see how it works out with Austin Corbett. But the Panthers have a good offensive line. And that's important. The run game was good last year and something they had to rely on. Currently, the only running back you have on the roster, I think, is Chuba Hubbard. Deontay Foreman, we'll see if he comes back. If he does, that helps this rookie quarterback come out there and have something to lean on his offensive line and his run game. But, yeah, who's going to throw the football to? Ian Thomas? No, that's not going to work out. Tommy Trimble, you can keep talking to yourselves. Not happening. It's not. Uh, Terrace Marshall? We saw glimpses, but glimpses are not enough for you to plan on Terrace Marshall being that guy for you in 2023, which he could be, but that's not a plan. LaVisca Chenault had a couple touchdowns because of poor tackling, but I don't see that. Shy Smith, no. The Panthers, they need weapons. And if you want a rookie to succeed, 
Yes, give him a good offensive line. Give him a run game. But give him someone to throw the football to. The Bears have just done that. I think their offensive line situation is still shaking in Chicago. And they have a run game. Didn't have receivers, but now they have DJ Moore. And they have Mooney. So they got something for Justin Fields. Well, currently, whoever the Panthers rookie quarterback is, does not have anyone to throw the football to right now. And, yes, that's part of the angst of giving up DJ Moore and why I'm kind of like, all right, I was fine with all the other things, but why did you have to throw that in there? And I understand Chicago was insistent, but there's got to be a line, right, y'all? And DJ's good. He's not great. Pretty good player. But you need good players on your roster, especially if you want this rookie to come out here and have success. You need someone to throw the football to. And this is not – particularly the deepest free agent class when it comes to wide receivers. Like, I was looking for someone like a Robert Woods who signed with the Houston Texans, apparently. Pretty cheap deal. I was looking for someone like that to come out there and to be the wide receiver, too, and then allow guys like Shai Smith and Terrace Marshall to come along, and you also have LaVishka Chenault. Would have felt a lot better about that situation. But uh, now DJ Moore's not here in Carolina. He's off to Chicago, and currently your core is Shai Smith, Terrace Marshall, and LaVishka Chenault, which feels like one of the worst, if not the worst, wide receiver core currently in the National Football League. Now, it's only March 10th. Free agency starts in earnest on Monday. It starts in the new league year, 4 p.m. on Wednesday the 15th. So there's no reason to really get all that worried about it right now because the Panthers aren't playing a game anytime soon, but it's something that they need to address. But back to how thin this free agent wide receiver market is. Uh, so these are kind of the options. Adam Thielen. 32 years old, just got cut by a release. I think it's kind of a mutual parting of ways from Minnesota. Uh, he says he wants to be a contender. I don't think Carolina's a contender. So if he wanted to go to the wild card round and lose, would have stayed in Minnesota for less money. So I don't really see that being something he'd want to do. We'll see. Maybe it happens. If it does, great. Would love to have him. Just saying. Odell Beckham Jr., Seems like kind of similar guy. Sat out the entire season. Was only talking to contenders who have proven quarterbacks. Hard to see that being a reality. Also, don't know why the Carolina Panthers would sign themselves up for that circus. Jacoby Myers could be a possibility. DJ Chark, also a possibility. Juju Smith-Schuster, McCole Hardman. Like, those are your top wide receivers that are free agents. I'll take Hardman. I'll take Chark. I'll take my. I mean, I'll take any of them. But you're going to need more than that if this rookie is going to have success. And you got guys like Paris Campbell out there, Alan Lazard, Marvin Jones, um, Mac Hollins. And Mac Hollins has always been known as a special teams guy. Had a good year in Las Vegas with the Raiders. Isaiah Hodgins, Robert Woods, who's now off the board. Uh, Nick Westbrook-Akine from the Titans. Noah Brown, never heard of him. Alameda Zacchaeus, Juwan Jennings. Like, those are your top 17 free agent wide receivers. Um, y'all excited about those guys? You can be excited about the top ones, but no. The Panthers are going to have to address that position really through the draft. And probably in the second round. Josh Downs out of North Carolina would be great. Jackson Smith and Jigba out of Ohio State would be great. There are college-wide receivers they can find to catch the football. It just depends on can they adapt quickly. Because Terrace Marshall... <coughs> Second-round pick who was dealing with injuries back in college and when he first got to Carolina has not turned into that guy just yet. We need him to this upcoming season. So the Carolina Panthers need to add one of those veterans, probably hopefully one of the top six guys I mentioned there, and they're going to have to draft somebody, and it's just going to be a process. Now, they don't have to have 
a complete stable wide receivers immediately. Like they're, they're not just going to have what Joe Burrow has in Cincinnati. That's just not going to happen immediately. But you would like to get there by 2024 if you're going to go out and draft a rookie this year. Now, getting a pass-catching tight end would also help. Hayden Hurst, Mike Kosicki, Dalton Schultz. We talked about these guys. They got to get playmakers. Now that you've done this, now that you have let the world know that you're going to draft a quarterback, you got to put something around him if you're going to have success. And even if he's not ready to go right away, you got to give Sam Darnold, Jacoby Brissett, whoever the veteran quarterback is on this roster, you got to give him somebody to throw the football to so the Carolina Panthers can at least have an offense that's capable of scoring points. We like to do that now. We, we didn't like – that was not the case with Matt Rule. Let's get back to scoring points so get playmakers. And I guess final thing, they're sticking to the plan. And I had said I didn't want them to go out there and get Lamar Jackson because you're giving up the two first-round picks. You are going to have to pay this man a ton of money. You're not going to have the cap flexibility that you're now going to have with that rookie wage salary quarterback. I like that. Stick to the plan. Build the roster. Far too often, the Panthers tried to cut corners. I don't know how they thought Sam Darnold was going to get them there or Baker Mayfield was going to get them there, but that's what they did. And so often, they just decided, oh, well, let's panic. Let's trade up in a garbage quarterback class and go get Matt Corral, who the NFL's passed on, and we passed on twice, three times as well. Let's go do that. No, no more of that. Do it the conventional way. Now, didn't necessarily want to give up that much to get up to number one, but that's what it costs. That's what it costs. The Panthers now in position to get their guy. Whether they stay at one or move back or not, they now know what their plan is going to be. Heading into free agency, they now know that they are going to draft a quarterback. So they can tell all the free agents they're going to talk to, this is our plan. There has been a lack of a plan for the last three-plus years here in Carolina. And now with Scott Bitterer actually having control of the roster and Frank coming right coming in here as a veteran head coach and building one of the best staffs in the NFL, the Panthers have a plan. There is alignment from Tepper to Fitterer to Reich to everyone within this organization. That is something to be happy about. Now, y'all can tear each other the pieces for the next seven weeks and debate whether it should be Bryce Young or it should be C.J. Stroud or Will Levis or Anthony Richardson or, I don't know, someone going to probably throw Hendon Hooker out there, I'm sure, um, which, hey, whatever, go ahead, do it, waste your breath, I don't care, but y'all can do that for the next seven weeks. But the good thing is the Panthers have a plan. They know what they want to do, and what they want to do is draft a quarterback. Will it be at one? To be determined, but they are in position to get their guy. They have shown the conviction that they believe that one, two, maybe three of these guys, maybe all four, can be the answer to our nightmare here in Carolina. No more Heineke's, no more Kyle Allen's, no more Sam Darnold's, no more Baker Mayfield's, no more P.J. Walker's, no more of that here in Carolina. They're going to get the guy for you to put your hopes and dreams into. Matt Corral, false idol, no, no more of that. This guy they're going to draft, number one potentially. This is someone for the city, the region, to actually get behind and dream of better days, of actually winning back-to-back winning, having back-to-back winning seasons, of taking back control of the NFC South, of getting out of the doldrums of where they've been the last five years. That is the hope now that the Carolina Panthers have traded 
their ninth pick here in the NFL Draft 2023 to number one, while also giving up the 61st pick that they got from San Francisco in the McCaffrey trade to Chicago, trading away their first-round pick next year in 2024. Not sure how I'm going to tr- cover the draft next year without a first-round pick. And a second-round pick in 2025. And, ugh, unfortunately, giving up DJ Moore to the Chicago Bears. That's where we are. So seven weeks to figure out who the next quarterback is going to be here in Carolina. But on Monday... We'll start finding out who's going to be joining the Carolina Panthers in free agency and whether Bradley Bozeman will be back in a Carolina Panthers uniform. Deontay Foreman, the same. And what's going on with Shaq Thompson? We'll find all of that out this upcoming week. So I do tell y'all, just wait and see how the world looks about a week from now before getting too bothered about more being gone. We'll see. Not a great wide receiver free agent class, but if they can get dealing, maybe OBJ decides to come here. Who knows? There might be uh, people talking themselves into uh, some crazy things. So we'll see how it works out. But all I know is Panthers currently are on the clock. They're going to get their quarterback. Hopefully it's the right quarterback. Crapshoot. We never know. But that's where we are. So that's going to wrap up this emergency uh, emergency edition. Man, terrible today. Of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Hosted by yours, Julie, Julian Council. Uh, again, watch the show. Subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. So if I go live like I did now... You can check it out. Also, follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where you can uh, I can answer your weekly Friday mailbag question uh, here on the show and rate, review, subscribe, podcast, all that good stuff. You know what I, you know about it. All right, that's enough because my brain's not working and I'm on my body clock times midnight Eastern, but it's uh, almost ten o'clock here Mountain Time, and the clocks are going to change, and I'm just now rambling. Goodbye. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.